So, um, today's daf is Yudchet, and we pick up in the middle of Yudzayin Amasbet. Um, and uh, we had just seen that this um, debate was told over differently between Narda and Sura. Um, in, in Sura, Rav's uh, yeshiva, um, the students were saying that both Rav and Shmuel make a difference, make a distinction between whether the Pasuchach is on the side or in the middle. On the side, it's for Amot to be a problem because otherwise you would bend the wall, Dofen Akuma. In the middle, it is for Tvachim that separates the two halves of the sukkah. As we discussed with Tosfos, it doesn't like invalidate the whole sukkah in one fell swoop. What it does is it cuts the tchach in half, and therefore, sometimes you'll be left with two puzzle sukkahs, sometimes you'll be left with one pusher and one puzzle. But four tfachim create the problem to buy the tchach. That's if it's in the middle. This is in opposition to the position of Rabbah, and Rabbah says even in the middle it's four amot. Um, and that's Rabbah's position. But again, according to in, um, in Surah, the, the version was that both Rav and Shmuel made this difference between the side and the middle. In Naharda, Shmuel's yeshiva, they said actually this was a debate between Rav and Shmuel. Shmuel was the one with the difference between on the side and in the middle. Four on mode on the side, then wall, middle four sachim, creates a separate space, is divides, divides it by a different space. Um, and, and divides the schach into two. Um, that's Shmuel's position. And Rav says whether the middle, whether the side, for Amot. And as we have seen in one or two other places in this Mesechet, here too, although we normally rule, rule like Rav, we are going to rule like Shmuel. I don't think anybody ever imagined that they could have up to four Amot of Pasul Schach in the middle of their Sukkah. So we actually do wind up ruling like Shmuel, which is quite fascinating. Again, at least that's according to the Nahardab version, where this is a debate between Rav and Shmuel. According to the Surah version, we're ruling like the consensus opinion of Rav and Shmuel, who make this distinction between on the side and in the middle. Question. You said we have the, the puzzle stop right down the middle. You left with the kosher and puzzle circle yeah. and two puzzles. Yeah. Why couldn't you have the two kosher uh, if you had, thank you, that's a good point. Square. If you had four walls, that is absolutely correct. The Mara is always assuming a three-wall sukkah, and you are absolutely correct if you have a four-wall sukkah, right, and you have your kasha spot here, right, and your puzzle spot here, and then your kasha spot here, you're left with two separate sukkahs, each one with three walls. You are absolutely correct. The Gemara is just assuming a three-wall sukkah, or the four-wall sukkah, it is divided into two separate kosher ones, and then you just couldn't obviously sit in the middle. Um, okay, so now let's take a look, but now we're within the Surah version, that this, uh, that the Narda version, that this is the debate of Rav and Shmuel. Well, exactly. We are, good question, I'm about to tell you, um, the, where it says, it's none. It is about 20 lines from the bottom. Um, right by oh. an asterisk. Okay, it says Be'emsa Ba'ar Ba'amot. Okay? Can I make a public service announcement? Please. Uh, Rivka is home. Oh, good. But she's not receiving visitors yet. Okay. I got the red Stephen asked me to Thank you. Forget. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Okay, let's start four lines above that. Um, the Narda Masnu, the line starting with Masnu. In Narda, here was the version. Amarav Yud Amar Shmuel, Shachach Be'emsa, Be'emsa, Poso Ba'ar Ba'ah, in the middle for Tzvachim, is it now what Shmuel's saying? Minatzad Poso Ba'ar Ba'amot, on the side for Amot. The Rav Amar, and Rav says, according to Shmuel's Yeshiva, Rav disagrees, Be'en Minatzad Be'en Be'emsa Ba'ar Ba'amot, it's always for Amot. It's not. Now, as opposed to yesterday, where we tried to figure this out by logical arguments, here um, we're going to try to use textual proofs to prove one type or the other. It's not. The Mishnah says, 
Now we're going to revisit Mishnayot that we saw before that we had sort of been implicitly interpreting a little bit according to this debate. Now we're going to actually see how the variant interpretations based on which side you adopt. If you put on the sukkah a plank that is four tfachim wide, it's kosher. Okay, the sukkah remains kosher even though the plank, this is according to the position that Rebbe Meir, or maybe they say Rebbe Yehuda and Rebbe Meir, that these types of planks are puzzle. But the mission is telling you even though the plank is puzzle, the sukkah remains a kosher sukkah. So how does that work? So what he drives works just fine. He said that Pachach, whether on the side or the middle, requires for Amot. So the sukkah is kosher. You wouldn't be able to sit under the Pachach. Once it's for Amot, for Tzachim, it's significant. And that's, if you remember, that's what the Mishnah said, the Ein Yashenim Pachtov, right? If the sukkah is kosher, but don't eat or sleep under it, fine. Don't eat or sleep under it, but it doesn't affect the kashras of the sukkah because you need four amot. Four tzvachim won't affect the kashras. That works beautifully according to Rav. El Shmuel, the Amar Be'emsa Ba'ar Ba'ah. But Shmuel says that once it's in the middle, four tzvachim actually invalidates the sukkah, cuts the sukkah in half. Amai Kshere. Why does the Mishnah say that the sukkah remains kosher? So Gemar says... What are we talking about? When the Mishnah says you can put up a plank and the sukkah remains kosher, it doesn't mean in the middle. It would mean when you put it up on the side. Which it never says in the Mishnah. The Mishnah reads obviously much better according to Rav. The Mishnah says a fourth fucking plank, which is puzzle, does not invalidate the sukkah. Rav says perfect. That's exactly what I've been saying all along. And Shmuel says we're talking about a case where it is on the side and it's because you are bending the wall. Okay, let's try again. Tashma. Okay, here we go again. And this is a brighter. Again, you'll, you'll remember this was brought into the discussion earlier. Shne, with the whole issue of planks. Shnei sadinim mitzarfin. Two sheets can combine. If you have a sheet that's, I don't know, three tefachim wide and another sheet that's uh, a tefach wide, then, you know, they're both totally pasuschach and you put them next to each other, then it's four tefachim of invalid tefach or for amot, if that's what you need. But two sheets combined to create enough invalid schach. Shnei nesarim ain Two planks do not combine. Why? Because this is the opinion that planks are not really invalid schach. So therefore, they don't combine. Okay? Or certainly planks less than Fort Fachin are not invalid. And therefore, there's no problem. Levi Meir, Omer, Nisarim Kisadinim, Levi Meir, if you remember, who is the one that has the issue with planks, says, no, planks are just like uh, sheets, and therefore they would combine to give you enough puzzle schach. Now, how is this going to work? Well, we have to figure out how big these planks are so we can understand, you know, what, how much you're combining them to create. So if you remember, that was debated before. Are we debating planks? Is the debate of Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Udo with planks between the size of three and four? Or is the debate with planks the size of four and larger? People vaguely remember that debate. Okay, good. A few, few heads nodded. So, let's try the two reads of, of this and see which ones work out. Now, this is interesting. Since this, we're discussing a Rav and Shmuel debate here, we're going to test it according to what Rav said over there. So according to the, the Rav's ver, uh, 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 according to the p- approach I said, uh, that Rav said <coughs> excuse me, I jumped ahead. according to the approach that Rav said bain bem sabain minatsad ba'ar ba'amot my mitzvah mitzvah ba'amot I'm sorry so what the Gemara isn't saying but is implicit is that Rav said that the debate of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir about planks 
is only by four tfachim and larger planks. Okay? So, here's the issue. You've got, right, two planks. You're two planks. And Rebbe Meir says, we start in, right? And Rebbe Yehuda says, aim Okay? To combine to the minimum size. Now, how big are these planks? So, this is the debate of Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yehuda, whether planks are a problem. If you'll remember, Rav said, they are debating planks that are the size of four and lo- four tzachim and bigger. Less than four tzachim, even Rebbe Meir doesn't have a problem. Okay, so the planks here are four tzachim, at least. So now, what does Rebbe Meir mean they combine? Why isn't one plank enough to create a problem? You already have four tzachim. But, we're dealing according to Rav, who says this is the debate. But if we're, the, the same Rav says that in the middle you need four amot, then we know what it means to combine. Combine enough planks so that you have four amot. So that's what the Gemara says. Let's take a look. It's good according to that approach to Amarav Bein Bemsa Bein that Rav says the, the approach of, of, of Sura, of, excuse me, of Naharda, that according to Rav in the middle also needs four amot to be a problem. Mine needs starfin. So how, why would you need to combine the planks since we're talking about four tefach planks? You combine so many planks that you have four amot because you need four amot to invalidate sukkah. But according to the version in Surah where Rav says that even in the middle is four tefachim and the same Rav says that we're discussing planks of four tefachim according to that approach who needs to combine? One plank is invalidates the sukkah. Hey, Chidani, what's the case? In the east, Behu Arba, if it's Fort Fachim wide, Lama Luhu needs to roof it. Who needs to combine? It itself invalidates. In the west, Behu Arba, if it doesn't have four, Kanibalmaninu, it's just a stick. That's according to Rav, who himself says that they don't debate less than four. Less than four, everybody says it's just a stick. It doesn't even count as a plank. So the Mars says, Laolam, the east, Behu Arba, Fah. They're four Tzvachim, obviously they have to be, because according to Rav, that's what they're debating. Uh, Rebbe Yudin and Rebbe Meir. Umay needs starfin, so why would you need to combine them? Need starfin, Rav Ramos, Minatzad. Because we're talking that the plank is not in the middle. If the plank is in the middle, then according to this version of Rav, four Tzvachim already invalidates the sukkah. But we're talking that the planks are at the edge of the sukkah. And if they're at the edge of the sukkah, whatever, you get the idea. Anyway, if they're at the edge of the sukkah, only once it is for a month will it invalidate. Any less than that, we will bend the wall. Okay? So what have we done now? We brought a Mishnah and a Brita, which seem to say, the Mishnah seems to say, for Tfachim is enough to create a problem. And, uh, excuse me, uh, no, excuse me, both of them. The Mishnah said that for Tfachim itself does not create a problem, a proof that you need more than four tfachim. And the answer is, no, 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 we're talking about at the side of the sukkah. The Brita also implicitly says, four tfachim is not enough to create a problem, you need to combine them. And we have the same answer. <coughs> That's because we'll say that the case is we're talking at the side of the sukkah. So any scenario you bring me that shows that four tfachim is not a problem and would seem to support an idea that you need four amot in the middle, I'll tell you that's a scenario that's talking on the side. And that's why it's not a problem. So that's how we're going to get out of those, of those brightas and mishnas that seem to prove Rob's position that you need a four amot in the middle. Because anything that seems to say that will say we're talking not in the middle, but on the side. Yes. A question about Min Hatsad. Can you combine both Gud Asik and Dothan Akuma? No. 
because the whole idea is that you need the physical continuation of the wall. Uh, oh, actually, no, that's an interesting question. You can't have a non-wall at the beginning part of the roof. Can you have a machitza down here to a good osage and then use the bank? I think you are able to do that. Um, but not at the top. There's not at the top. Not, not at the top. I think there's a run about that. I'll have to, I'll, I'll double check that. I think you are are able to do that. Okay. So that's anyway. That's how we got out of those proofs that seem to say Fort Vachim does not invalidate. That we're talking about the side. Tashma. Let's try again. You put cedar planks on your on your sukkah. arba. And the Fort Vachim why? Everybody will agree it's invalid. This is the brighta that that supports the idea that that the debate of Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yehud is only between three and four. Once it's Fort Vachim, everybody agrees it's invalid. Okay, so that's what it's saying. If it's Fort Vachim, even Rebbe Yehud would agree it's invalid. Ain ben Arba. If it's not Fort Vachim, it's between three and four. That's the debate of Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yehud. Rebbe Meir posts of Rebbe Yehud Master. Okay, that's what we've seen before a debate of plan- with the planks here being framed as between three and four. But now becomes the interesting line for us, top of Yitzchad HaMad Aleph, Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Meir will concede, if between a plank and a plank, there is the gap of a plank, again, so, so interesting, that the kosher schach is called psal, you put the kosher schach, and it's kosher. Okay, so you have these sukkahs made of these planks, which are between three and four, so it, or actually we're going to assume here four. Okay, so we'll see because the debate of Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yehud is between three and four, but everybody agrees it's invalid with four tefachim. So you have these things which have oh excuse me that doesn't look like a plank. You have these planks which are four tefachim wide, okay, and they have and there are gaps here between them. Okay. These are each four fucking wide. Even Rebbe Yehuda says that they're puzzled. But even Rebbe Meir, who's more strict, would say that if you come and you fill this with kosher schach, and this is also four tzvachim, then it's kosher. Now, how the heck could that be? How did your sukkah become kosher? I mean, you've got all this puzzle schach breaking it up, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you say that you normally need, right, four amot to invalidate your sukkah, you don't have four on the puzzle So uh, obviously don't sit under the under the puzzle edges, but the sukkah itself can be kosher. With zones you can eat in and zones you can't. Fine, but at least it doesn't invalidate the sukkah. It's just a sukkah with, like I said, different zones. But if Fort Fahin invalidates, how does this solve the problem? Okay, so let's take a look. You know, I think Fort Fahin is so wide. I know, even Fort Fahin is a foot. No, it's not like a foot. Okay, anyway. Okay, so the says like this. Um, so, Bishlema says the Gemara, Lamanda Amar, Bain Bensa, Bain Netzad, Ba'arba Amot. If even in the middle it doesn't invalidate the sukkah until you have four Amot, Mishum Hachik Shera. So the sukkah is kosher. Yes, don't sleep or don't eat under the, uh, under the Fort Fachim Puzzle. Fort Fachim Puzzle marks out a big enough zone. If it's less than Fort Fachim, by the way, you can even eat under the stock. But Fort Fachim, under the puzzle stuff, but Fort Fachim marks out a big enough zone that it's its own space and don't eat under it. Fine, but the sukkah remains kosher, just with different zones. Um, but if in the middle, 
if four tfachim is enough to invalidate the sukkah, Amar Kshera, how does doing this alternating make the sukkah kosher? Every single plank should invalidate the sukkah. So Gemara, now here, here we, 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 it's, like, it's like a gotcha, because every time the Gemara until now has been trying to prove that four, that, that four tfachim doesn't invalidate, we said, oh, what are we talking about? When it says that four tfachim is a problem, we're talking minatzad. But you can't do it here, because here it says you're alternating the whole roof. Oh, we're just talking on the side. What do you mean? We're alternating the whole roof. But guess what? The Gemara is going to figure out how we're going to turn this into a case where it's min hatzad. Let's see how. So the Gemara says like this. The sukkah is only exactly um, eight um, eight um, tzachim, eight amot, excuse me, eight amot. The yayiv neser psal, neser psal, neser psal mehaigisa. The neser psal, neser psal, neser psal mehaigisa. Okay, that basically you've got a sukkah that is eight amot wide. Okay. And what you do is you start alternating on this side up till here. You know, let's just imagine you've been alternating. This represents the whole length. And here you and this is this is your, your four amot mark when you get to the psalm. Okay, you alternate it all the way up to four amot on that side. Then you do the other side. But on the other, but you don't keep on going. Okay, you start the same way on the other side. So way back here, you start the same way, right? So in the middle, you get the same when you thing get coming to from the both right. sides. So you're starting the, the same way. When you get to the middle, right at the four amot mark, you have here eight trachim of kosher schach. And but okay, but it's smack in the middle of the sukkah. Ah, but because each side here is less than four amot, right? Because it was three. It was. It was like, you know, three amot and two tfachim, and then you add the hook. So you, what you do is, that lets you bend the wall here, and bend the wall here, and make it into a kosher sukkah in the middle. Which means middle. that we've turned this issue into minatzah. Yeah. We basically, have, every time we've proven four tfachim is not a problem, we said we're talking on the side. Ah, look, it's not a problem, it's in the middle. No, 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 it's really minatzah. You've really got this whole thing becoming your wall, and therefore, in the middle, you can get your kosher sukkah. So we're doing both on that puma over kosher sukkah. Yes, that you can do. You can incorporate the kosher sukkah. Any kosher sukkah within four amot of the wall, right, gets it to be incorporated into so the wall. Uh, remind, you could could you remind us, was there a pasuk from which the how we learned dofanakum? No, no, no. This is all like halachal emotion. That's my next question. Yeah. Even though they don't say halachal emotion. Well, no, the Gemara actually did say that. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Gemara actually said at the bottom of the, uh, no, at the bottom of Hey Amud Bet, it said, uh, where was it? Um, yeah, one minute, one minute. Oh no, maybe the Zav Bet, hold on a minute. Yeah, the middle of Vav Amadbet. The Gemara says, so what's the point about, so, that Mechitza's halach l'moshe misinai? So it says, ki asay yelchosa l'gud v'lavud v'dofen akuma. Right, smack, like the top third of Vav Amadbet by the two dots. That the halach yelchosa, which normally is understood to mean halach l'moshe misinai, okay, which was sort of said before, is good and love and dofen akuma. All of these principles. Okay. Yeah, it is an important line. Okay, back to our Gemara. 
Okay? So now we've got, so we've, so we've dealt with the textual evidence. Let's realize that all the textual evidence supports Rav. All the textual evidence supports the idea that Fort Fachim is not enough to invalidate the Sukkah. And we turned all of those cases into cases of Minatzah. Okay? Um, so, let's take a look. Amar Bay. Now we're moving on beyond this debate uh, for Amod and Fort Fachim. The Gemara didn't clearly rule, but we rule for even Fort Fachim in the middle of the problem. Amar Baye. Avir Shlosha Besukha Gdola. Umiyato. Bein Bekanin Bein Beshvudin. Having Miyat. Besukha Ktana. Okay, so you have air, three Tvachim, a gap of three Tvachim. We know that that is a problem, right? That breaks up the Tzach. So he said, fine, but let's say you sh- shrunk the gap by filling in the air with some puzzle schach, whether it's kosher schach or puzzle schach. It doesn't matter. You solve the problem. Right? Understood? You have three tzvachim, even if you put in a little puzzle schach. So you now have a tefach and a half of puzzle schach, a tefach and a half of air. You don't have enough of either. Good. You solved your problem. That's if it's sukkah a more than minimum size sukkah. But, he says, um, uh, uh, one minute. If it's a minimum size sukkah, exactly seven tzachim by seven tzachim, the kalim havimiyot. So if you fill the gap with kosher schach, you solve the problem. No kidding. Even if you didn't fill the gap, even if you just filled part of it, the rest you say lavud. So you solve the problem. Beshvudin lo havimiyot. But if you put puzzle schach there, it does not. It does not solve the problem. Okay. The havimiyot. So now, why not? So, because this is what we saw before, you might remember yesterday, Abai assumed that in a small sukkah, the shear was three tfachim of pasos chach. Three tfachim of air, three tfachim of pasos chach. That was Abai's assumption. Well, now we're hearing him spell it out, but he doesn't tell us why. But you have a sukkah that's exactly seven by seven. Okay? And what he would say is, so if you have air that is three tfachim, right? here, then obviously it, it breaks it up. That's even in a big sukkah. But if you have in there Pasul Schach, Abai would say the following. He would say, look, I know that Pasul Schach normally doesn't break up the thing and isn't a problem until it's four, until it's four Tfachim, minimally. That's what we've been saying. But once it's three Tfachim, at least it defines enough of its own space that you can't incorporate that space into the parameters of the sukkah. So this is like a brand new idea, not yeah. based on anything we saw before. I admit it does not break up the schach, but it says this is already enough of a segment that is its own zone that it does not just get collapsed into the two other sides. That now you cannot say you've got a sukkah seven by seven because now at least a piece of the sukkah cannot be considered incorporated as part of the size of the sukkah. Isn't that the same as saying you can't sit underneath it? You can't sit um, underneath it? No, because underneath. actually in a normal sukkah less than four tzvachim you could sit underneath. So, correct. Yeah, right. so, but he's not. This is well, only he's not three. saying this that. Is only he's three. not introducing He's not that. saying about that. He's just saying it's a new idea he has. Again, that, if you have, if the, if you have, a, if you have to figure out what are the dimensions of my sukkah, so when you have such a small sukkah, you cannot incorporate that into the dimensions. I guess the idea is, like, you know, if you get, like, like, uh, imagine something like this. This is a very loose analogy. 
okay, you know, you want to know how much, uh, how much, uh, what's it called, floor space you have in your apartment. You've got a nice big apartment. So, okay, you know, you, uh, you include, you, you include like the bathroom for this place and the, the space taken up by the thickness of the walls, you know, do you include them not? But imagine now you've got this tiny little studio Manhattan apartment, right? So you're so tiny that it's not, you can't count that little space as part of those four things because it's not really, you know, you, it's not like you already have living space you don't have to include it. Anyway, that's my loose analogy. Okay, but the point is, you, once it is so small, every space matters, and if you have even three fachin, it cannot be incorporated into the dimensions of the sukkah. Fine, that was implicit before, now he's saying it explicitly, the Gemara doesn't dwell on it, it's obviously a new idea of Abayes. Okay, or the Abai assumed that Rabbah agreed to it yesterday, so you'll remember. Okay, now the Gemara says like this. Now, this is not going on Abai. When do we say love with works? When have we been assuming love with works? If it's at the edge of a sukkah. It's a gap between the wall and the schach, less than three trachim, it's closed. He says, the same way we were discussing how much schach invalidates in the middle, and the middle could be different than the edge, right? That was our whole discussion so far today. The Gemara is saying, let's have the same discussion by the gap of air. Maybe the gap of air, three fucking works at the edge, but doesn't work in the middle, right? The same way we have a different problem in the middle by Puzzle Schach, maybe we have a different problem in the middle by air. Rabbi, uh, Ninja, how did you know that the Hanimu even inside because of Rashi? Because of Rashi. It's very confusing. Right, Ra- never right. Yeah. because of Rashi he says we're now going back to the more general point as the Gemara continue it could be part of a by, but it's not because it's no, going to introduce a new debate yeah 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 okay uh, but anyway but you're right only because of Rashi it's definitely a confusing transition <coughs> if you have the gap of there in the middle right maybe just like Puzzle Schach was different in the middle maybe that's worse in terms of air so that's that's the debate of Ravach and Ravina Chadamar once says Yesh that there is Lavud in the middle. But why not? Right? The Lavud is the principle we always apply. So any less than three Tfachim, wherever it occurs, side, middle, who, know, who cares? We close the gap. The Chadamar, but one says Ain Lavud Be'emsa. Nope. In the middle of a roof, you cannot say Lavud, which is crazy, right? We never have heard any limits of Lavud. We say Lavud all the time. So Tosos, by the way, I should t- say, is sensitive to this. Like he says, what do you mean? We got like classic lovers where you make a a, vis- a a virtual wall out of like sticks that are three tefachim, you know, from one another. That's all this middle space. It's not just egg space. So Tosos, we're talking about roofs. For some reason, we know that in all the rest of the world, like when talking about like walls and things like that, you can say lovely whether it's the middle or the or the edges. But here's an opinion that for some reason, when it comes to a roof. You can only say love it at the edge, not at the middle. So we're going to now bring proofs from Mishnayas and Brightness that deal with roofs that say whether you can say love it even in the middle of a roof. Okay, for some reason, maybe the middle of a roof is different. So, right. In the small stuff. Well, no. This is three, once it's three fachim, it's no longer love it. So we're not... Well, it has to be less than Lesson. Oh, okay. We're no longer in a bite. Well, all okay? I would say is that if you like, maybe the Maplukit is is a ceiling, a a a, a wall flipped mm-hmm. or not? Yeah, but it's still yeah. Okay, let's take a look. So the one says like this. So yesh lav chadam or yesh lav with them, so the chadam or ain't lav with them, so. 
My time is the Mandaran Yeish Lavud Bemsa. What's the reason that you say love it applies even in the middle, in the middle of a ceiling? To tiny with Anna Baisa. Korah Yotzeni Kotel Zeh, the Ena No Ga'at, the Kotel Acher. Let's say you have a beam. This is for the halachas of Shabbos, like a, a, a courtyard, right, that has three walls, and you need, in order to carry in it, either a post at the entranceway or a beam across the entranceway for the fourth side. Right? People know that principle, lechi or kovah. So you've got a beam. The beam doesn't get to the opposite wall. The inu no ga'at pekotel acher. The chen shteikorot. And, or if you have two beams, achas yotze nikotel zeve, achas yotze nikotel acher. One coming out of one wall, one coming out of the other wall. The inu no ga'at And they meet in the middle, but they don't touch. Sort of like when they were building the channel, you know, and that was also the chizkiyo's tunnel, right? That's like amazing, you know? It's, it, it, it has the time it took to build it, but the need of precision in order to be able to come from both ends and get in the middle, that they did it in, in modern technology is not such a chiddish, but they did it even in, like in chizkiyo's tunnel. Anyway, okay. So, so anyway, so they meet in the middle and they don't touch. They ain't no gatzabizah. So, pachos mishlosha ain't no tzarechlavi kora acheres. If the gap between the kor and the wall, or between the two korot, is less than three tfachim, you don't need to fill in the gap. Shlosha, once it's three tfachim, you have to fill it in with another korah. Because, so what does it show you? It shows you, you say lovers, you treat it as connected, whether you're connecting it to the opposite wall, or whether you're connecting two korot in the middle. Bamsa! You can connect, and that's more like an idea of a roof, because it's something that's above. Okay? Which is funny because, you know, there's an opinion that says Korah is Mishum Mechitza. The way the Korah functions by being this beam up there is that it sort of creates a virtual wall beneath it. So even though its function is to be a Mechitza, since sort of geographically, you know, it, 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 it is about something that's running vertical and not something that's running horizontal, that we, we think that it might have different laws of love. And he says, look, you see, it doesn't have different laws of love. You can say it. The Edach. So what would the upper, other vision say back? Shani Korah Shurabbanan. Yeah, that's all rabbinic. You know, the, the need for a Korah, to, you know, once you already have three walls. Here we're talking about a biblical idea, a requirement, a Doraisa requirement of Sukkah. That's different. That's going to, that you won't get away with love. Mark says, my time is the man Amar ain't love of Bamsa. Now, yeah, what's the, what's the base of saying there isn't love of Bamsa? Like, that's bizarre. We never hear the idea that you can't say love of. So, did not? We taught in a Mishnah by Tumantara and by the idea of a OLMA, right? A corpse and a body under a roof. The roof conveys the tumor and stops the tumor from going above it. So, Aruba Shebibai, you have a skylight in your house. Skylight is obviously in the middle of the roof. Ubab Poteach Tefa. And there is a tefach, it's a tefach by a tefach wide. Tumun bebayit, kulo tameh. If there's tum in the house, then the house itself is fully tameh. Mashtekineged aruba, tahor. What's opposite the, uh, the, the skylight remains tahor. Okay, because basically what you've got is, right, here's your roof, here's your skylight, here's the tefach, and you've got your tumah somewhere in the house. You've got your tumah over here. So what happens to the tumor? It spreads throughout the house, right? It goes under the roof, as it were, and the roof determines the area which it spreads, but it's not going to spread in that zone, that column created by the skylight, because <coughs> there's no roof over that column. So everything in the house is tamay, except, you know, I should use another color, okay? Except 
the zone created right by the skylight because there's no roof in that zone so that if the tumor doesn't get communicated to the zone directly beneath the skylight so if you have some vessel directly beneath the skylight it is tahor okay clear yep okay so tumor can negate a roof but let's say you've got the tumor underneath the skylight. So Masha can negate uh, tumor can negate Then the house is saved because there's no roof to bring it to the rest of the house. Okay. And now what would happen though is this over here is that somebody above the aruba would get away because there's also no roof to block it. Okay. But if it's in this zone, then it doesn't have a roof, and the rest of the bayit remains kahor. Okay. Now. Let's say the skylight doesn't have a tefach. So in that case, tuma bebayit. If there's two in the house, can I get a ruba tahor? Opposite the skylight remains tahor. Tuma can I get a ruba if there's tuma in the sky, underneath the, the skylight? Call a kulo tahor. The rest of the house remains tahor. Do you see any difference between the second one, the, the halacha of the second and the first? It's the exact same halacha. So Rashi says acknowledges that. And he says the only reason it's describing two cases, one of a tefach and one less than a tefach, is because there are other halachas in which they're different, which is part, it's in the Mishnah where it, where it appears. Okay, so the Mishnah goes into saying these, are, these ways it's the same, but there's un- other distinctions between the, that is made by the size of the Aruba. Okay, but in this, for this halacha, it's identical. However big the Aruba is, it creates a zone underneath it, and air, if the tomb is here, that zone is saved. If the tomb is in the zone, then the rest of the house is saved. Whether it's a tefach or not a tefach, that is not a difference. Oh, that's now, what the shape of saying key ratio. Yeah, yeah. The, the end of it is exactly beautiful. the end is exactly the same as the beginning, exact same halacha, but fine. The difference is in another area. Now, what's his point? His point is, if we would say love with the ensa, what should you say in this case? What should you say in the case of the skylight? If you have a one tefach skylight and you say normally say lavud, what should you say? Does the skylight create a safe zone underneath it? No, you should see it as closed. How can it be? In the laws of tumah, you can have a hole in your roof and it's a significant hole and it's a significant. It creates a zone. It should be just insignificant. It should lose its identity based on lavud. So that's the reason I think that holes and roofs are different. So Gemara says the idah. The other one would say back. No. Shani Hilchos Tumah. Right. Yeah, that's its own category. The Hachigamirilu, that's a particular tradition they have. So that's the category of Tumah. You don't go applying laws of Tumah to other areas. You want to, you're, you want to generalize that case. I'm saying that case is an exception. And the general rule is the rule that lovud you always say. Right. For, okay. for physical entities, it's closed. And for metaphysical entities, it's open. Okay. <laughs> say it that way. Oh. Now. Darish Rebbe Yehuda Brebilai. Now, Rebbe Yehuda Brebilai expounded in the following way. Ba'is shenifchaf v'sikhe chagabav k'shera. So, you have a house. This is going back to a simple case of a bending wall. Now the bending wall is a simple case. Goes back to a simple case of a bending wall. A little section in the middle of the roof fell out and you filled it with kosher schach. K'shera, it's kosher. Now, the word darash is funny, right? Why don't you say, I'm a Yud, I'm a you know, Rebilai, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because we're going to see that there was an exchange that took place. So he apparently was somewhere like in public giving a lecture. Okay, it's not like a drusha, like, like, you know, like we're going to have an interpretation of a puzzle from the Parsha. But he was somewhere ago giving a public lecture and teaching this to people. It was Aristotle. And he said, if you got a, a hole in the middle of your roof, you put schach on it, it's still kosher. Okay, that's what he said in his drusha. 
Amar the son of Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi. So Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yosi, said, Rabbi, Parish, Rabbi, you should explain what you're saying. You know, you can't just say it's kosher. Here's how my father explained the case, Rabbi Yosi. Arba mos psula. If it's four amot, the, if the schach if the, if the in the middle of your roof is four amot removed from the wall, then it's invalid. You can't bend the wall that far. Lesson that it's valid. Don't just say it's kosher. You're giving a public lecture. You got to explain what you're saying. It's kosher if there's less than four amot from this schach in the middle of the house, of the roof, to the wall. Okay. Now we have another case. Dark Rebuter Rebuli. Rebuter Rebuli got up and he expounded, like in public, the following thing. Avruma Sharia. Avruma, which is a type of a fish, is permissible. And apparently there was a question, you know, nowadays we go crazy about all the stuff around bugs, and you know, is this like a recent invention or not? Take a look at Rashi, two lines down, and the wide lines of Ruma. Rashi says, Mindagim the Okay, it is a small fish, and tiny little bugs might get embedded in the skin of the fish, and they're not so obvious. Okay? So this is the question. Can you eat this abruma or not? You have to be concerned yourself about tiny bugs that you might not be paying attention to. Okay. All right. So he says it's permissible. Amalafan of Rebbe Shmav Rebbe Yossi. So Shmav Rebbe Yossi was there. And he said, Rebbe, Parish, Rebbe, explain what you're saying. You have to qualify it. Kachamar Abba. Here's what my father said. Shemakam Ploni Asura. The fish of place X. He obviously said what the X was. Is forbidden. Shemakam Ploni Muteres. Case Y. The fish in place Y is permissible. You can't just say it's permissible. You gotta say what situation you're talking about. So now, what's the explanation of the different places? He had them like Abai said. Had Sachanta, this Sachanta, which is another type of a fish, okay? The Bav Nahara, in the river, in the river Bav, that was the name of the river, Sharia are permissible. My time, and you don't have to worry about the, you know, about the uh, little um, parasites that might be in it, like little bugs that might be in it. My time, what's the reason? If it's because that river, the water is rushing, the high dog tame, and these, it, it's calling the concern of these embedded bugs or shratim as, as a as a tame as a tame fish, meaning it's a tame thing that grows in the water. Okay, and these these tame bugs since they don't have a spine they can't survive in rushing water okay that's an interesting idea spine gives you some backbone these fish that don't have a spine you actually it's the opposite you think you don't have a spine you're more flexible it's easier anyway the shrasim the bugs okay. That are, okay but it's being called here dog okay. and that's why you don't have to worry about them but we actually see that these types of bugs are exist in rushing water. By the way, quite fascinating that the Gemara is actually, you know, bringing empirical evidence. Right? Very often it will debate certain things based on, you know, about the real world, based on psukim or based on other things, you know, and it's, it's interesting when it actually says, let's look at the empirical evidence. Also, oh, isn't the visibility of the bugs a... Yeah, but the Gemara isn't dealing with that. The Gemara isn't dealing with issues of visibility. That's our, that's a question for practical luck, that's not what the Gemara is addressing. Okay, so the Gemara says, Elamishum de lo barbet mar, I'm sorry, supply. Um, so, Vada, Elamishum de maliche maim. Maybe it's because the water is salty. 
the high dog tamei and this shrutzen that you're concerned with, even the lace since it does not have uh, scales, lo maybe can't survive the harsh conditions of salty water. But that's not true. We see that they live in salty water. It must just be that the mud of that uh, ri- river does not uh, literally like cause, you know uh, uh, grow these these trace fish. So again, it's a little funny after the empirical evidence it says the, the mud doesn't grow trace fish. Okay, but maybe you know fish actually grow because the eggs right are planted. are planted. So maybe it's saying you know it can't sustain the you know the, the birthing of trace fish. Okay, of these trace fish. So in this river, you don't have to worry about it because basically it's the way of saying these bugs are not present in this river. It's like saying, oh, you can't drink the New York City water. That has the copepods. But the Riverdale water, that you can drink because that's a different source of water and therefore you don't have to worry about, about the bugs. Okay? So, I'm a Ravina. So says Ravina. Ra'idna, nowadays, the Shafrinar Eitan Ben Hasam, that other rivers now have somehow diverted and empty into this river that was not a problem but now they're getting fish from other rivers so nowadays Asira everything is forbidden okay so that was a fascinating little digression but again it was a case where Rabbi Yehuda was giving a public lecture and Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi was saying you, you can't just say mutter you have to be a little bit more clear, clear what parameters you're talking about now Itmar it was taught you put schach on a achsadra, on a portico, that has uh, patinim, which are like coasts. Okay? So you've got your, you've got your nice little yard. He says your cloister. You've got your yard. Okay? It's got, um, it's got a, right? It's got buildings back here. Okay? And it's got a portico that sort of runs along the, no, it's, no, I mean, it's got like a roof that runs like, you know, whatever. Okay, and it's got this. And maybe it's got these columns that are holding it up. Okay, you sort of get the idea? Mm-hmm. Okay, so these are the Hatsinim. If it's got not just the back wall, which is the house, but it has columns, right, towards where you want to put your sukkah. So you want to put your sukkah here, okay? Right? That's what you want to do. Okay, now the question here is, let's assume that this is like more than four amot or whatever, you can't use the wall. So let's assume there are no walls back there. You can't bend the walls to use it. Okay, can you use the columns here to make, to give you your kosher, your kosher sukkah? So it says like this. Um, uh, okay. Um, Wait, is this more than... There's more than four amos. There's more than four amos yeah, of that overhang. This, let's say this is five amos overhang. So you right. cannot bend the walls. But what you want to do is you want to use the colonnade. You want to, you want to use the uh, four to six that are no to be if to be able to look at them as the wall. Okay, you so yeah, yeah, those yeah. are the ones that are closest to the sky. Oh, oh okay. So, so so the colonnade, the columns are not five. Um, um, no, the columns are right at the edge of the sky. They're sky-off. at the edge. Right, the columns are right at the edge of the sky. Here's you walking them a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. anyway. So, okay. So, what? I have to erase it? Okay, so anyway. Um, okay. Now, if it's got these colonnades, and those colonnades are, let's say, with, those columns or posts are within three tfachim of one another, that, that's the assumption that we're talking about, then that serves as a wall. Fine. 
But if it doesn't have posts that can be used, they're as you know, they're 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 too distant from one another. Whatever the situation is, the posts can't be used. it's still kosher. it's possible. Now, how can it be kosher? Where are the walls? So Abai says it's kosher. See, you thought we weren't going to finish the daf today. Amrina, Tikra This is a new idea. You thought we were done with Dofinakuma and Gurasik and Lovud? No. So the Baya thing is like this. If you've got a roof that ends in a nice square way, okay, if that's the end edge of your roof, Okay, then this edge of the roof can be looked at as the beginning of a wall. Right. Let's assume that there's some significant width there, like a tefak or something. And it could be maybe not, but let's assume that. And that could be looked up as as your wall, as the beginning of your wall. And you would say the edge of the roof goes down and <coughs> closes off that area. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you don't need if you have just normal, let's say schach, it's little sticks, it's not squared off. You can't use that trick. Okay. But in this case, what did you do? Here you are walking underneath the underneath the portico, right? You know, etc. Right? And you and you're putting schach this way, right? So use the edge of the beams of the portico to go down and to be considered like a wall. Okay, so that's like a, a really, you know, wild idea. Until now, we've been thinking maybe you can do ten tefachim at the bottom, and not maybe you can, and then it continues up. But to be able to use when you have a squared-off roof around it, the edge of the beams, and to say it goes down, that is the idea of pitik or yored It's the opposite of dolphin akuma. Instead of the wall going up and over, <laughs> right, the wall is coming down. Right. The roof going down. <laughs> Yes, Pitigris, good memory. Pitigris, your Vesotain is not just a sukkah idea. It's an area. A lot of these things right, are right. ideas, not the bending walls, because you don't need a rooftop by everything. But yes. Raga Amar, Sula, it's invalid. Lomia Pitigris, your Vesotain, you don't say it. Now, there's a big debate, Rashi and Tosos, which is what these huge Tosos are about, between how many walls do you need? Are we saying that you can use it for all three walls? That's what Rashi says, okay? But that's very hard to read the Gemara like Rashi. You should know that Rashi's opinion is that the one that says it's kosher says you can use it for all the walls. Tosos says, Tos says nobody is suggesting that. According to Tosos, at most you can use this concept to give you your third wall. So Tosos wants to say that the scenario is you've built a wall here and you've built a wall here and you want to use it just to give you your third wall. That's how Tosas explains it. We're going to read the Gemara that way, okay? And that fits with the continuation. So let's take a look. The one thing that the roof had to be with. What? The roof? You know what it says, Tikra? I'd have to check. I don't it think so. No, 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 no. No, I think I, 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 I have to check. I think that there is a position of a tefach, okay? But not three, certainly not three tefachim. Um, okay, but I need to check that. Um, okay, so Gemara says like this: Amalei Rava Labayi. So Rava said to Abayi, "With the doctor Mark the Pitikra Yer and you say you can close it off. So if that's true. Afilu Hifchis Tochen in sight. What if the scenario was not these two these two walls you have, but let's say an extended circle which is assumed to have three walls. The back wall here is the one that connects the parallel ones. Is called the middle wall." Okay, so Rabbi says, if you're going to say pizza for your resotin, would you say it even 
if you needed it to complete the wall, the back wall, right? If you need, if you didn't even start by by connecting walls, would you say it even there? Okay, if your real walls were here, would you allow you know the pitikra basically to close off that middle wall? Is that cl- sort of clear what the scenario? No. This case is Abayi's brings according to Tosfos. Okay, according to Tosfos, Abayi's case is you built you built okay you built two walls. Um, I don't know if this is clear. Maybe we need a square. In the middle. Okay, you built your two walls, right? Okay, you built your real two walls. At the edge here, you have a portico. You're going to use the portico to pitikra to create that virtual third wall. Yeah. That's what Abai says. So Rabbi says to him, okay, I hear that. I don't agree with it, I hear it. But what if you built two parallel walls and you have here some type of a thing? Would you use that to create, would you say your pizza right here to fill, to, 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 to fill in the you third wall? yes to the first one, why can't you say yes because to that? Because somehow he feels that that's like absurd. Because in the first case, you know, you really have yeah, somehow like the real walls really define a type of, a, of an enclosed space. They don't fully enclose the space, but they define. We've had this idea. We've had this idea before. When you have a corner, you've pretty much you've closed off to some degree that space. So if you want to be more lenient by the third wall. I get it. But if you have this, you haven't created any sense of a closed space. Could you create an invisible third wall there? So that's what he asked. Yeah. Let's see his answer. One minute. So I'm a late no. Modina Yeah, that was a good, that's a good point. That case I'll concede. In that case you're right. You the real thing you start with is like basically like like a road. You know, like a like a road that just has walls on the side. It's not like a space. It hasn't designated a space. It's just like walls on the side of a road. There you can't say P Tikra. When you start with a designated space and you already are seeing this as a surrounded space, you can use Pitikra there to create the third that's wall. That's called yeah. like a Kamabwe Mufulashi. When they're parallel. Right. That's, when they're parallel. Then it's like, then it's like a road. It's, it's not road, like a so space. Not, yeah. So why wouldn't the portico roof be like a Kora uh, and the two walls be like a Mamboy? Um, because a Kora only works with th- a three-walled Mamboy, not a two-walled Mamboy. Ah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So when it says like this, Lema by the Rava, the books of the Rav and Shmuel Maybe Abay and Rava debate the debate of Rav and Shmuel. The Itmark was taught. Let's say you have this portico in a valley. Um, and again, according to Tosros, the assumption is you've built two walls. The reason it mentions a valley is because you otherwise couldn't carry in a valley. It's a Carmelist. Okay, so you have, anyway, this portico. Again, Tosos is reading into this sukya that has two walls. Rav Amar, Mutter Latalta Bakula. You can carry in it. It's a good space. Damrina Pitikri Yargasote. Bishmul Amar, Ain Latalin Ba Elabar Ba No, it's, you can, o- you can only carry, right, you, you, you know, you're up to four Amot. Um, okay, it does not create a Rishusha Yachet. So you see, this debate, you say Pitikra, the debate of Rav and Shmuel, isn't that the same debate of Abai and Rava? So Zmar says, According to Shmuel, who says that you don't say Pitikra of Yodhisotem, clearly, then, you know, he's like the one who says you don't say it, he's like Rava who doesn't say it by Sukkah, and he's not like Abaye. Um, keep Ligi, 
Haliba the Rav. The, the, the question is according, whether you can, whether Rav might concede the point, meaning Shmuel who, inval- who says it's no good by Shabbos, by, by the caring scenario, would also say it's no good by Sukkah. That's clear. The question is, would Rav possibly change his vote by Sukkah? Abai Karav, Abai would say, Rav goes like me. Rav says it works by Shabbos, it's going to work by Sukkah. The Rav Amar Lecha, and Rav would say to you, Adkan lo Amar Rav Hosam, el zimchitos lachsadahu dafidi. There, Rav concedes it works. Because there, if you have it, if you have the case about having, um, about, it, there, if you are, because what I didn't tell you is, is that that achsad that we're talking about is a covered portico. What you have done, this Shabbos case, not the Sukkah case, is you actually have built um, a, um, you know, you actually have built a, a, a rooftop on top of the Aksadra, okay? So it's actually a covered portico, a roof portico. And in that case, what you're trying to say, and let's say within that roof portico, you have two kosher walls here. And what you're trying to say in that case of the roof portico, and just these are the beams, is let this come down and become the third wall. Okay, so it's a, it's a portico, yes, but it's using, but it's like a roof to portico, okay? So he says, you know what, this is better. Because here you start off with more real walls. Why do you start off with more real walls? Because in this case, you basically are building, the walls are being built, you know, the, for the space below. Let's take a look. He says, um, but here, right, he says here, in this case, actually it's not for these walls, excuse me, in this case, the, the, the edge of the roof that is going to be your third wall, right, the edge of your roof in this case that's going to be your third wall, people sort of get what I'm drawing, yes, 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 that's, that, that's a roof that is made to serve the Aksadra. And therefore, it might be more legitimate to use the edge of that roof to create a wall. In this case, where are you getting the edge of your roof? You're getting it from outside the Asadra, right? You're getting it from you're getting it from the space over here that you know whatever, right? People, right? It's the rooftop outside the sukkah. So to use the edge of a roof that's from outside of the area you care about to be that that's the beginning of a wall of this space, no. If you want it to be the beginning of a wall of the space, it has to be from something that is made to serve the space. So therefore, even though here I say you can use it to close off the wall, I would not say it when the edge is on the outside, part of an outside roof, then it's not relevant to the space in the middle. Now again, you'll notice that our entire Gemara did not mention that you already had two walls. The simple Gemara made it sound like they're, you know, you could do it for all the walls. It didn't really have any qualifications. But the reason that the pushes Tosfos to say you have two walls, besides that he has other Gemaras he's dealing with, is because Rava says, well, uh, excuse me, Abai says, I'll concede the case when you only have two walls because then it's like a mabu in the foolish. So, what a minute. I thought that's what we were talking about. I thought we were talking about that it didn't have any walls and you let it create all four walls. So it doesn't mean that you're conceding the mabu in the foolish case. So because of that, as it says, we have to assume all of the cases we're talking about already has two perpendicular walls, and then they're only debating using it for the extra walls. That makes it also a little bit more understandable what the idea of Pitigriyod Vesotim is, that it can complete a third wall once you already have the space designated. But again, that is not explicit in the Gemara. Okay.